Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospereth. This is the whole duty of man, and welcome to the health plug brought to you by Barnes Bella. Stay tuned. Good evening, Tala. Good evening, friend. This is Barnes Bella bringing you the health plug. Welcome to the whole duty of man podcast, equipping you for eternity. There's this beautiful statement I came across. It says, ever remember that Jesus is your helper. He is watching over you. And if you are willing to be guided by him, he will throw around you influences for good that will enable you to accomplish all his wish for you. There's a beautiful promise we also find in the book of Psalms 32 verse 8. It says, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will guide you with my eye. I believe that is just a beautiful promise that we really have to claim each and every single day. Dr. Nyari is back in studio this week to come teach us about stroke. Stroke as one of the cardiovascular diseases we are going to learn about. And friend, let me just tell you about an initiative or a project the whole duty of men is working on to try raise funds. We have a merchandise or we are selling t-shirts for only 150 pula. Yes, they have our logo. We'll share pictures. We are trying to raise funds for better equipment. We want to get better equipment that will ensure that our sound quality is improved. And along the way, we wish to make videos. So we are thinking along the side of also getting ring lights and other equipments that will help us better our content so friends if you are interested do direct message us on instagram on facebook or just fiona or my personal whatsapp account yeah right so i hope you're excited about today's episode let us go listen to dr nyati Greetings, greetings again, dear friends. Um, let us have a word of prayer before we get into today's topic. Our kind of loving Father, dear Lord, we come before the throne of grace with thanksgiving in our hearts, and we ask in a special way, dear Father, that you may be with us. Lead us and guide us in uh, today's topic, dear Father. Help us have a clear understanding of it, dear Lord. May it have a practical impact in our lives, dear Lord, and make us better prepared for your soon coming, dear Lord, and uh, that we may be in good health, dear Lord, as you wish, that above all things we may prosper and be in good health, even as our soul prospereth, dear Father. This is our humble prayer, as we ask in Christ Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Today we'll be dealing with the subject of stroke, um, which deals with the most important part of our human body, which is the brain. Um... Last week we read from the book of Leviticus chapter 17 verse 11 where we read that the life of the flesh is in the blood and also from health living page 30 paragraph 1 that says that perfect health depends on perfect circulation. And as we said that the brain is the most important 
organ in the body. Let's read a few statements from the book Mind, Character and Personality, uh, Volume 1. I'll be reading from page 72, the first and second paragraph. They read, Every organ of the body was made to be servant to the mind. The mind is the capital of the body. The mind controls the whole man. All our actions, good or bad, have their source in the mind. It is the mind that worships God and allies us to heavenly agencies. Yet many spend all their lives without becoming intelligent in regard to the casket that contains this treasure. And then in page 60, paragraph 1 of the same book, we read that the brain is the organ and instrument of the mind and controls the whole body. In order for other parts of the system to be healthy, the brain must be healthy. Now we say that perfect health depends on perfect circulation. And we are told for any other part of the body to be healthy, the brain must be healthy. So it means also that the circulation that actually goes to the brain is very, very critical and very important for us to pay close attention to. Because if not, uh, we may end up having a stroke attack and having damage to this important organ of our body. Actually, the brain actually receives about 20% of the blood that is pumped from the heart and 20% of the oxygen that we breathe. So that is quite a significant uh, percentage of, the, of our circulation that is actually going towards the brain because of how important uh, an organ it is in our body. So let us look into the subject of stroke, starting first with the definition. We'll look into the various types, how, uh, what are the signs and the symptoms, and how it can be prevented. And when somebody is having a stroke, what can be done uh, to help such an individual? So looking at stroke, stroke is actually defined as a sudden onset of loss of um, neurologic function due to a vascular cause. So it's a sudden onset of um, loss of neurologic function because of a vascular cause with an actual infarction um, in the brain tissue. So there's an actual damage uh, which is regarded as an infarction in the brain tissue. And this is often confirmed um, by uh, neuroimaging, such as CT scan. This is differentiated from what is called a TIA, or a trans transient ischemic attack, where there can be a sudden loss of uh, neurologic function, but there isn't any um, infunction or brain damage that actually take place. Um, and sometimes this TIA can actually be a preamble or a warning sign to a stroke. Now, the World Health Organization actually informs that, that uh, stroke is the second leading cause of death worldwide after heart diseases. The second leading cause of uh, death worldwide after heart diseases, and it has been uh, the second leading cause of death for quite a number of uh, quite a number of years, 
and um, these are statistics as per 20, 2019. And it's actually noted also that every year about 15 million people worldwide suffer a stroke. And of these, 5 million die and another 5 million are left permanently disabled, placing a burden on family and on the community. And stroke is uncommon in people under 40 years. But when it occurs, the main cause is high blood pressure. So high blood pressure and tobacco are two of the most significant risk factors uh, for, for stroke, which are actually modifiable. And uh, when you consider the people who die uh, of stroke, in a group of 10 who die of stroke, four could have been saved if the high blood pressure had been regulated. And among those aged under 65, two over five of the deaths from stroke are actually linked to smoking. So you can actually realize how important uh, season smoking and preventing having high blood pressure or ensuring that it's well controlled plays a big role in actually preventing um, us from having stroke. So... What are the types of stroke? There are two major types of stroke um, regarded as ischemic stroke and hemorrhagic stroke. And ischemic stroke accounts for 80% of all cases of stroke um, and then the 20% um, to its counterpart. So ischemic stroke, um, the word ischemia basically means loss of um, perfusion to the named organ. So if we are talking about the heart, it's ischemia to the heart where uh, there isn't enough blood that is actually reaching um, the blood, I mean the heart. So with regards to the brain, uh, if there is ischemia, that means that there is injury to the brain due to um, inadequate blood supply. And there are various causes uh, that can bring that about, one of them being a thrombus, uh, which is um, more like a clot that actually forms in the arteries that are supplying the brain. Um, and um, among the common causes, uh, which is the most common cause uh, of formation of a thrombus, is a condition called atherosclerosis, which is where there's a plug that is formed because of fat accumulation in our blood vessels. And this, um, you know... Lack of fat eventually disrupts or inhibits uh, sufficient flow of blood to the brain. And it means that the area beyond that blood vessel ends up becoming ischemic and it eventually dies due to uh, inadequate blood supply. And then the other one is uh, hypertension and diabetes. Uh, what these tend to do, they result in thickening of the blood vessel walls and they eventually decrease the size of the lumen of the of those arteries and also that eventually results in ischemia. There are a number of other uh, causes among those which are important is conditions to do with the heart. The second type of stroke is hemorrhagic stroke, um, whereby there is um, 
a rupture in the blood vessels that are supplying the heart. Uh, sorry, that are supplying the brain. So when they rupture, it means that now the brain is not adequately uh, perfused or the blood um, is not properly supplying or nourishing that area of the brain. So, and the blood itself, uh, the reason why it's uh, in these blood vessels and not mm, in contact with the brain uh, raw as it is, is because there are also some waste products that are within uh, the blood vessels, which when they are in actual contact with the brain, they can also um, cause damage. So most of the time, uh, what normally happens is that there is diffusion of nutrients and oxygen out of the blood vessels through the capillaries and they uh, supply the, the brain cells um, with the necessary nutrients. But if the blood now ruptures, uh, the blood vessel ruptures and the blood leaks out now into the brain tissue, it's end up damaging the brain tissue and the oxygen and uh, the nutrients that uh, could have been uh, absorbed by diffusion and so on and so forth now cannot uh, that process is stopped and eventually the brain um, ends up being damaged because of uh, inadequate nutrients and oxygen so one of the most important uh, risk factors for hemorrhagic stroke is hypertension. Um, so we can see how hypertension keeps on coming uh, back again when we are talking about, um, you know, cardiovascular diseases. So even stroke, hypertension is an important risk factor. So it's very important for it to be controlled. Um then there can be also other uh, causes that can bring about hemorrhagic stroke. Some of those can be uh, trauma. Uh, if maybe you hit a head against something, they can, can result in rupture of um, yes of the blood vessels. And this often actually happens in people that uh, you know using motor motorbikes, uh, and that's why they often wear this helmet because. Uh, brain injury eventually um, result in damage to these uh, blood vessels. And then others can be um, some malformations with regards to uh, blood vessels where they can be weak in one way or another and that on its own can actually result in them um, being damaged easily. So what are the signs and symptoms um, that one can note if um, the, somebody has had a stroke. Um, so the brain is a, um, a, a very important organ that, as we mentioned before, that it, um, every organ in the body is servant to it. So if it is affected, many parts of the body actually uh, becomes affected. And there are various blood vessels that are actually supplying the brain. And depending on which blood vessel and which area of the brain has been affected, then you'll be able to um, see um, a deficit or a loss of function in that particular area. So as we know, like the frontal lobe, 
Uh, that's the part which deals with uh, judgment, behavior, perceptions, and also our motor activity. Um, and then we have other areas like the temporal lobe that is has to do with um, you know things such as hearing, memory, um, so on and so forth. And then we have the um, the occipital lobe that has to do with things such as vision, uh, so on and so forth. So depending on um, which area of the brain has been affected, um, you will have a deficit uh, with regards to um, that part of the brain that has been affected. So grossly, talking about some of these signs and symptoms, you can have paralysis or maybe loss of function in terms of your hand uh, or your leg, or it can be both of them on one side, or it can actually be complete loss of function of all the limbs, uh, where somebody is completely paralyzed. Um, and then sometimes it can be loss of uh, sensation, uh, not being able to perceive pain, temperature, touch in one side of the body. Um, sometimes it can also be um, cognitive defects. Uh, as we talked about the frontal lobe that it, you know involved in things such as um, judgment. So somebody can have poor judgment, but it can be confused and uh, even one's ability to talk, one can lose that or one's ability to either express themselves or to understand what um, has been said by other people. Um, we can have issues with hearing, we can have loss of sight, there can also be behavioral changes and sometimes somebody also can have facial asymmetry where maybe the mouth deviates to one side. So the um, many issues that one uh, can note depending on which uh, area of the of the brain is affected. So the most important part uh, of this presentation is to note the risk factors because these are the ones that... Uh, we really need to focus on and ensure that we uh, we really combat finding ourselves um, being predisposed to actually having stroke. So the risk factors are actually divided into modifiable and non-modifiable risk factors. So the non-modifiable risk factors are basically risk factors that uh, you know you don't have any control uh, on. Uh, you talk about age, uh, so stroke is more common in uh, elderly people, uh, most of the time age greater than 65. Um, it's more common in males than females. Um, if for those who may have a family history of stroke or a previous history of stroke, that is just something that you can't change. Uh, you are predisposed to you know, having a stroke. And also in terms of race, it's found to be more common among uh, blacks than in whites and then for modifiable risk factors now here uh, all of us can do something about it like we talked about hypertension uh, we talk about things such as diabetes we talk about uh, high especially type 2 diabetes and then uh, hyperlipidemia or high level of, uh, of fat in our body uh, cigarette smoking being overweight or obese, um, these are some of the modifiable risk factors and also some heart diseases, um, they can also be controlled. Um, 
eventually resulting in one um, not having a stroke or if they've had a prior stroke ensure that it doesn't uh, okay um, again so let's uh, let's look into that i think also we didn't talk about diet but uh, uh, as we talk about hyperlipidemia would i uh, understand how uh, diet also plays a, a major role and uh, hence why god gave us the principles of new start where in nutrition we are encouraged on uh, having a plant-based diet that can actually ensure that uh, uh, whether it's hypertension, whether it's diabetes, these are controlled and uh, we don't have high levels of uh, saturated fats or the, um, you know, the bad cholesterol that is actually a big risk factor for cardiovascular diseases. Um, now, what do we do when we uh, have somebody uh, who just um, all of a sudden you realize that they've had a stroke? Now, um, it's an emergency. Uh, that individual needs to be taken uh, to, to the hospital as soon as possible because as we've mentioned that most of um, stroke that happen, it's ischemic stroke. So with ischemic stroke, there's always room uh, for what we call uh, reperfusion of the brain, um, where where there's that area where the blood is not actually reaching to it, to ensure that uh, whether there was a clot that can be dissolved and uh, the blood can now continue to circulate uh, well. So that is something that needs to be done as quickly as possible, so that that individual can be. Um, given the right treatment. Um, so depending on what form of stroke uh, that individual have incurred, um, to be able to know for sure, um, somebody will undergo imaging like a CT scan, which would then be able to tell whether this was an ischemic stroke or this was a hemorrhagic stroke. And as mentioned, ischemic stroke are the most common uh, ones. So... The acute management uh, in a hospital setting would be to give somebody uh, thrombolytic agents or antiplatelet therapy or anticoagulants. Um, you know, depending on that individual's risk, they would be given uh, this particular medication to try to, you know, um, ensure that the, uh, the, the brain is reperfused. And then in other cases... Um, in more specialized setting, uh, even surgery can actually be done where that particular thrombi or that clot is actually mechanically removed and um, ensures that uh, the brain or that artery continues now to uh, supply supply the brain. Um, so that is what is ought to be done in an acute setting. So that's why it's a stroke is now also termed as a, uh, a brain attack as much as you can have a heart attack, which is an emergency because if you don't attend to it, you know, the heart will eventually have a permanent damage that, you know, cannot be reversed and it can also progress. But uh, if you can address it quickly, uh, there's room that uh, that um, damage that has been there will not progress and other parts of the brain can be uh, can be saved. 
So other managements that will be uh, given to such individuals would be, um, you know, given oxygen, um, which would also try to ensure that it helps in uh, perfusion of the of the brain. Um, they would also, if they're having elevated BPs, uh, the BP would have to be controlled. If they're having high blood sugar, that needs to be uh, to be dealt with. And um, yes, they'll also be given the medications that I've already uh, mentioned. And then um, as a secondary prevention of uh, having a stroke, for somebody who have already had one, they often are put on antiplatelet uh, therapy or what we would call blood thinners, you know, to ensure that uh, the, the blood doesn't clot uh, often and predispose them to having uh, recurrent strokes. So aspirin is one of those drugs that they are often given, so they tend to take them on a day-to-day basis. And they can also be given... Um, uh, other drugs like warfarin, depending on uh, how severe their condition is, to try to help them uh, with uh, thinning of the blood. And then they're also given uh, anti, um, anti-cholesterol or uh, what we call statins. So these are the drugs that actually lowers down uh, your cholesterol levels because as we've mentioned that uh, atherosclerosis is one of those important risk factors uh, for for having stroke and then they would be encouraged on things such as smoking cessation uh, controlling of diabetes with the diabetic patient physical activity is also important in trying to you know um, help that individual um, to be able to uh, regain function and it's also good for circulation uh, in general and then there's what is called stroke rehabilitation that uh, oftentimes such individuals would have to go through uh, which you know it's a multidisciplinary approach that also goes on to look into dietary modifications to ensure that they have the right diet to help them um, in um, trying to uh, help the brain um, to be in good function, um, the remaining part of the, of the brain that is not scarred. And then um, another thing would be uh, going through um, services such as physiotherapy, occupational therapy, to try to help these individuals to be able to uh, do some activities for themselves so that they are not entirely dependent uh, on other people uh, to do everything for them. So as much function as they can be able, uh, they undergo through these various uh, types of therapy, whether it's physiotherapy, occupational therapy, speech therapy, to try to help them uh, to be, you know, be able to express themselves, to be able to help themselves in other aspects. So you can see how exercise also comes as a means of rehabilitation to to help people that have actually incurred a stroke. So all in all, you'll get to realize time and time again how 
principles of new start continue coming back as a means of preventing uh, various um, various diseases. So um, let's adhere to the laws of health, and that will take us a long way in preventing diseases such as stroke. May the good Lord bless us.